Welcome to our In Conversation With series where we chat with our colleagues about what it's like to be a working parent and a landscape architect. Hi, my name is Kelsey Davies. I'm a landscape architect with a 19 month old and a growing bump. Today we have with us Peter Marie from Emerge Associates, also the AILA Vice President. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Kelsey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you like to start just telling us a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, of course. Um, I am a director at a private consultancy in Perth. Um, I hate saying this, but I've been here for 20 years now and uh, have been a director since 2007. Yeah. Wow. So when I became a director, I actually didn't have children in the first instance. And I think um, if I'm honest, having the leadership role prior to children helped accelerate that opportunity. Um, yeah. I, was a, I was a late parent. I did uh, struggle to have children. So um, when we were blessed to be able to do so, uh, it was always under the understanding that I would continue to work and my husband would be the primary carer for our yeah. children. So I, when um, I'm looking at these about when did I take paternity leave or maternity leave, uh, I ended up taking only six months with my first child. I had a boy. Yeah. Uh, there were some incentives put in place from my company to try and encourage me to go back and, and decrease the length of my maternity leave. So I took six months off with my son and my husband who worked through while I was on um, maternity leave when I went back to work, he then uh, went to part-time, working two days a week, and our son went into daycare for two days a week. Yeah. Uh, that existed in a merry fashion until 21 months later. We were blessed with a daughter, which was an utter surprise for us. So that really um, was quite disruptive. Awesome. Um, again, I had uh, six to seven months off with Jade. Um, while my husband went back full-time. Uh, he's in a situation where he can sort of drift between full-time and part-time. Very handy. And then when I went back to work full-time, uh, the option of part-time wasn't available for me back then. Yeah. Uh, that makes me sound quite old. Uh, he ended up working again a couple of days a week, but for some reason he changed. All of a sudden our daughter was a little bit too precious to be in daycare like my son. So she... He ended up staying home yeah. full time for about six months before wow. she went to daycare. So, so how old? I don't know, it's just like his mind. His mind shifted. How old was your daughter then before you put her in daycare? She would have been over one at the time. Okay. So um, yeah, she had some health challenges. Um, she has um, a mild form of epilepsy. Um, oh, okay. So it was a little bit um, more precarious. Um, I also. Yeah. Yeah. grew up I had epilepsy as a child and I grew out of it so I think okay. I'm reasonably successful and and um you know been able to manage it really well yeah. so it was kind of you know weird way familiar for me but it, it it's still um there's a, a increased level of management or just supervision <laughs> that we give Jade. yeah yeah definitely yeah. um and it, you've just got the two two kids just the two just I shouldn't say two just. children yep they're now they're now um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. They're now twelve and ten, so um, wow. okay. a little bit older. So I guess when I was reading uh, these questions, I thought perhaps I could be giving you some historic sense of my journey into yeah. parenthood and professional uh, role, as well yeah. as the current challenges, because the challenges change depending on the age. 
So yeah, definitely. And I, I think you've got a really um, interesting standpoint in, in how you went through those early stages. You know, it's, it, it's not, no, not normal. It's not the standard for the woman to go back quickly and for the, the husband to take the paternity leave. Um, mm. So it's really good to get that standpoint, especially knowing that you did that 10 years ago is really awesome. Um, it's, it's what me and my partner are doing. I, I took sort of four months and then my partner does the same before we sort of introduce mm -hmm. daycare. But, yeah, it, you will still find that even today the, the woman is still the one to take the majority of the, the mat leave, which mm. I, I still find really interesting. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, if, if you could tell us sort of what, now that they are a little bit older and how that um impacts work life balance and and what sort of challenges you have with a slightly older child yeah um i think <clears throat> for me it's always been a challenge but it's about being able to adapt to the new changing um, scenery of the children so when yep. we moved back to perth my, my husband um probably was out of the workforce for about eight years Wow. Um, before about three three years ago, he decided yeah. to start up his own sort of landscape maintenance um, side hustle. Yeah, yeah. I, I describe it, um, <laughs> and he enjoys it because I guess, like everyone, you find value for yourself through your work. Mm. The reason it's taken so long for him is that it was a real struggle for me um, to, as a parent at all stages, to not feel guilty while I was at work. Um, when I should have been home and when I was home not feeling guilty because I wasn't working like I used to yeah. um, the irony is is when I actually started confessing that to other people in the industry they were like what are you talking about you're still doing Monty hours and you're trying to have it all so from an outward view of what I was doing people thought I was just you know doing so well and just smashing yeah, full-time yeah. work being yeah. a director and a parent whereas internally I was my hardest judge because I just felt like I was falling short. So to I be honest with relate. you, um, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, and it's it's mother's guilt. Like, it is so uh, it's challenging. Real. Yeah, definitely. it's a real thing, and I'm I'm sure fathers experience it at well as well. And I think they're becoming more aware, which is yeah. the beauty of it. So. The things that have happened from my workplace is that when I was moved back to Perth, I guess trying to get a culture ahead of the game of not of I was the first person to come back to work yep. after maternity leave right yep. and and after the period of time that I'd worked here that that's crazy so changing the expectation of um, bringing women back into the workforce after maternity leave providing an environment where it's part-time and working through the best machinations to have that in your company yeah. is a massive, massive thing. I feel um, what helped get it over the line in my company is that got three men that are open-minded to it, yeah. although they just hadn't thought about it. They became more open-minded to it. Yeah. Equally, um, you know, we had struggles trying to find staff. And in my mind, yeah. there was this, um, this, you know, resource of really valuable landscape architects in uh, women post-children that weren't having that environment that allowed them to balance both needs yeah yeah uh, so for us I guess I found um, a, a formula in the company to allow you know, I found three days a week is really the minimum from part-time if people want to have career growth 
um, mm -hmm. I also found yeah. Yeah. that letting people, you know, you automatically think, well, they'll um, do three days in a row and then they have this block of time. In the end, it didn't work for me because I was trying to make this happen. I'd find people would work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then in the end I'd end up, they'd send something off Wednesday, the client would come back Thursday and I'd be making changes to their projects on Friday. So I ended up increasing yeah. my workload. So I found in our company, if you work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday with a day's gap, it allows you the continuity on your own project. Yeah. Also, um, we allow for people to work three days over four or four days over five. So they have a shorter okay. day. Yeah. So they can do school drop-off or school pick-up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you don't have a full day off, but then that allows, um, I'm saying women, but I've been encouraging men to go part-time as well. And we have yeah. a staff member here who's part-time because his wife is a lawyer and yeah, uh, yeah. she works full-time. So yeah. having that opportunity to work those days over a longer period of time actually still permits them the pick-up and the drop-off with school that is, or whatever they'd like that to arrange. awesome. Like there's not, yeah. there's not a huge amount of companies that are being that progressive. So that's, that's epic to hear that, that, yeah. it, that it's working. Um, <laughs> but, but a lot of it's coming from, uh, I wish I had it. <laughs> You know, yes. like a lot of it. Totally. So for me, so for me, you know, you one of your questions is about workplace flexibility and juggling yeah, household yeah. and working and has your life uh, balance shifted? Look, it's my children grew up thinking that it was the female that worked full time. They got quite a shock when it became a reality <laughs> for them that it's majority men work full time and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than women. Um, yeah. To be honest, my husband struggled a little bit because there wasn't that network. Uh, you know, when you're at school, when the kids start to go to school, mums would go out for coffee and he wasn't automatically considered oh. within that. I'm not saying that he needed to, but yeah. I actually took yeah. him to volunteer yeah. a lot at the school, whether it's coaching or building things where um, his mm. network has definitely grown. And he's more comfortable now, but it was a longer journey. Do I have the life uh, work balance um, nailed out? No. It is a constant conscious effort. Yeah, constant. And I'm getting better at it, but I'm, my son's now 12 and I'm still talking about improving, you know, and I find yeah. um, with older children now, uh, the balance, they're on the cusp of thinking that they can stay home without supervision or not, you know. So it's becoming a little bit um, more free, but particularly with one going to high school with two children in different schools, mm. you know, I'm finding in the morning um, to drive my son to the school he's going to, and this is a probably a poor adult choice from me where we decide what school he goes to but it was um normally it's a 20 minute round trip but in peak hour it's an hour so it's changing yeah. your mind saying I'm not wasting an hour in the car to get my son and his mates to school I have a rule where all devices go in the boot including my own yeah um 25 minutes in the car of talking and spending time with these boys mm, and then such a good, back, yeah. I'm throwing on a good advice I'm throwing a podcast and yeah. uh having my mind freed up from even being a mum and being someone at work and just being Peter Marie. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, um, I think the biggest compromise and looking at your questions is the fact that I don't have time for myself. So I, yeah. So, um, you know, you're talking you about your children and being available. Or the, hat or the parent hat or the partner hat and there's never just the, I have a moment no. for myself hat <laughs> just doesn't get worn anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, not, not, not really, not at all. And I'm, again, it's 
the best thing is you're conscious of it. Yeah. But trying to find that room to be it, it's actually, it's really hard. Like even you talk about exercise. So for a while there, when our children were young, because we don't have family support, mm. um, we had a schedule for me to exercise, be six to seven, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And my husband had the alternate days. Yeah. So seriously, getting up 5.30 to get exercise in plus work a full day, like it's yeah. bananas. Yeah. We um we struggle with that as well. Just because there's so much to do, it's just like, well, I could spend an hour with my daughter or I could go to the gym. And it's like it's a really hard one to to commit to the exercise when you've as you say, you've got to put the, the parent hat on. It's like, well, I'm missing out on on the little time that I have with her between work and bed. I can't really just spend yeah. that on myself, even though that is also yeah. important. Yeah. yeah, I think for us too, um, we have dinner at 6.30. So back in the day, kids were, you know, when they're really young, they have dinner quite early. Well, we always made it a bit later so I could work a full day. We eat at the table every night. Yeah. It's on at 6.30. If I'm late, I'm missing the start of dinner. Yeah. Um, my plate's there on the table waiting for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband does that role during the week. Um, yeah. And then my, our children went to bed a little bit earlier. Which meant actually they slept in a bit later, which was, you know, that's awesome. Um, So I would get an hour or so with the kids uh, every evening. Otherwise, I was missing out. I've Again, I've gotten better at that. So now I structure it, you know, like part-time where Tuesdays are my long day and the kids expect it. But uh, Thursday, um, whilst... Uh, I, I try and um, am involved with um, having a shorter day so that I can spend more time with them mm. and then obviously mm-hmm. trying to find time for myself. I haven't nailed that still. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you can nail that in, in like a high-pressure job as well, you know, like it's, um, yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to get everything into the day that you need and still get mm. sleep. That's where yes. I'm struggling yep. at the moment is it that, that your days kind of extend out and the thing that gets missed is sleep because you're trying to put it all in. Um, oh. So great. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to know that that never, never gets better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think what I'm trying to say is just be aware of the change. Like I, I've just been recently, because I play hockey still, yeah, And I was playing Masters hockey on a Wednesday night and the games yeah. can be 7 or 8.30. Well, when the kids were younger, um, I could still do that and there was no issue. Now they're a bit older. They get a bit uppity about if I'm heading out. So yeah. I've, it's funny, I've talked to enough women my age and they were sort of going, yeah, when the kids are about that age, I just stopped playing for a couple of years because I, yeah. I don't want to go out. Like I love my hockey and they're great ladies, but I'm too tired playing 8.30 at night. I'm not yeah. getting to bed till 10.30. Yeah. you know um or or and some and um when my children say i'd love to spend time with you like leap on that because uh yeah, yeah my, my son's not pretty, gonna be um, forever either <laughs> nah, and he's, he's already free range so yeah. you know like <laughs> his his requirement of our time is intermittent already and he's only 12 which is a good thing that that's that's what we wanted but i didn't yeah register the reality of him going yeah i don't need my mum right now yeah like, what of course you do wow. Okay, well, I've, I've I think, hardly even looked at the questions now. It's just been so... That's all right. I, I am sort of, I have been monitoring them, so I think I'm working through them. But when you hit you, how did you deal with sleep deprivation at work? 
I remember distinctly someone saying, God, you're doing so well, you know, as far as the sleep and everything. Yeah. Really, the truth was, is that I just looked like I was coping as opposed to actually having the sleep, you know, like yeah. I, I managed to um, readjust. So I, seven hours for me um, was enough. Like I'm finding yeah. I need a, well, yeah, no, seven hours, seven and a seven and a half hours is my average at this yeah. point. But I think the difference is in the young childhood is the broken sleep is cruel. Yeah. The solid seven hours you can work with. So I, I yeah. remember when my kids were young, they'd sleep through the night and it was the cruelest gift they could ever give me when they started to wake up in the middle of the night again. You know, so that because yeah. <laughs> the broken yeah. sleep is just we've did just not enjoy out. that. So our our daughter just the last week has decided that um her sleep times are gonna be a bit mixed up and it has been like just getting back into that crying in the middle of the night. Like she's always been an amazing sleeper and now we're getting up again. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's really hard to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, sort of, I mean, sleep, sleep has a massive um, impact on your capacity at work. That's totally. 100%. Especially when yeah, you yeah. can't fill the coffee. Like other, I just live on coffee all day, but pregnant, you've really <laughs> got to like, you know, just just have what you can. Just be conscious. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, what I love that? this question that you've got here about if your workplace attire changed with parenthood. Yeah, um, has it? Would you believe? Uh, yeah, in that I upped the ante. Ah, you know, I just found like that's be the cool it's my uniform. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's I became I became like don't. You can judge whether you think I've been successful or not at it, but I definitely have become more fashion conscious because it's like a, um, it's putting on a uniform originally. Yeah. So yeah. I would be at home. I don't wear blue denim jeans at work. You know, like I have a tie. That's my weekend. So it's like um, Superman when you change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm in my work um, when you're coming work. to. Yeah, and and just having because I love making things and the time to be creative uh, fell away. I did it through fashion which is, yeah, you yeah. know, like frivolous but fun, right? It, it yeah. can just... So I found other ways to have a release in my creativity. Whilst, you know, I still um, love, you know, making things, um, finding a way... Um, yeah, that's my stress release is being creative, like whether it's making a card or baking, you know, yeah. having that... Um, opportunity to make something where you can have so many of our projects they go for so long to, to start something at home and to finish it is um, quite satisfying yeah totally yeah, I yeah, baking and cooking um hmm. what, what's the hardest thing about becoming a parent that you didn't expect I didn't appreciate how much pressure I put on myself because I have pretty high expectations of my performance. Yeah. Um, I think unrealistic sometimes. I have a bar that I just always, um, I think my bar was too high. Yeah. Um, and I didn't cut myself enough slack. So I had someone um, at, at the right point in my career who said to me that your, um, 
expectation, if you're not meeting it, it's actually way higher than a lot of other people. And I don't know if you realise that. And yeah, having that yeah. moment where someone admitted it to me, because I, I was confessing to it how I was feeling inadequate. I, rem I remember, okay, um, I had, this is so silly, I had my diary open on my desk. I'm managing all these things in my head with projects. And uh, so you're looking at your calendar the whole time and I missed a haircut right I missed a haircut yeah. and I remember complaining to my friend going oh my god like my diary was there I don't understand why I you know how, <laughs> what if I miss something important yeah and she said Peter doctors miss appointments all the time do you think they care no you just make another appointment like yeah why are you putting pressure yeah. on yourself like this stuff happens like just take it easy and I think I wasn't prepared for my own, the pressure that I put on myself. And so when I talk about my personal journey, it's definitely been working with um, acknowledging where my skills are, acknowledging what are my expectations of myself? Are they reasonable? Yeah. Am I still nailing it with, you know, and I, I find, uh, I wish I was aware of that a little bit more because I wasted a lot of emotional energy. Oh, and the other thing I guess I tell new staff is that, um, because I have so much going on in my head when we do an induction, I let them know if they think through my body language I mightn't be happy with something that they've done or, you know, like they might have approached me and I might have been a bit abrupt, can you ask me or call me out on it? Because seriously, I'm probably thinking about something completely unrelated to you. <laughs> so I don't want my staff wasting emotional energy thinking that um, something's not quite how I want it when really yeah. I'm probably thinking about how I'm going to pick up my son after hockey because I've got a meeting that's going on. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. maybe yeah. I had an argument with my husband that morning. Well, maybe my daughter didn't get dressed on time. So I think um, being honest with yourself, being uh, ex uh, vulnerable, to your staff yeah so that they understand that you've got those pressures too not using yeah. them as an excuse but you know letting them know that it's okay i think and that's that really human. important yeah and it enables them yeah as well you know like it's it's um let's not have work mum home mum we are people yeah and we're managing okay and particularly with working from home now and the flex um with covid it's merged a fair bit so trying to make sure that um, you feel like we have questions about our stuff. A lot of my friends now are in the industry and I know there's people in our office, the Enviro guys, where some go, oh, no, they're, they're work colleagues and, and these are, you know, as far co-consultants and these are my friends. And I'm like, oh, do you know what? It's so much more fun if you can merge the two. Like oh, it's so totally. much more fun. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've, I've never had that split. I've always, no, me either. you know, it, it needs to all be one, you know, it's life. So mix it. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're probably running a little bit over. Um, Sorry. Anything that, uh, no, it's, it's, been, it's been really, really interesting. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Any tips or advice to parents or, or people thinking about becoming parents in this industry? Yeah. Um, there's two things that I wanted to note and I'll try and make them brief. Um, one was you had a question here about do you feel like you're missing out on things because of work? Um, I remember back in the day when I had a young child, one of the mums, I think the pressure of other mums on you if you're a working mum, she said to me, you know, don't you feel like you're, um, you know, you're missing out on stuff? And as a new mum, I'm like 100%. But my friend who was with me going, yeah, but there's always a parent that misses out sometimes and unlucky Peter, it's Peter. So, you know. Cut some yeah. slack here. Like, all because I'm choosing, I'm working doesn't mean that I've chosen to miss out. It's just 
the way it is. So trying to push back on pressure, don't feel the pressure of other parents. You, you map your own course and you be good at, you know, you feel good about what you're doing within yourself. And if you're not, seek out people who can give you a bit of advice. That, that, that would be one ma- massive thing. For me. The other one is uh, about design. I've been two landscape architects in my life, one before children and one after, because I've never spent so much time in public spaces and playgrounds early in my life. (laughs) Seriously, bored, bored, but watching other people when I should have been watching my kids. I'm a way better designer because I'm paying attention more. I'm looking up more. I'm out and about. I'm stopping. I was so fast. My life was fast and it was full. Yeah. With children, I have to stop. Yeah. And I have to learn to be more patient and it's actually made me better. I, I think it's made me better and more aware about what I do from a design perspective. That so embrace really it. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. And um, I definitely fall into that category. Like there's no time to smell the roses. It's like A to B, you know, get it done. And sometimes you just have to like, yeah, stop and watch and observe stop and watch yeah yeah and just you know not look down I I've spent a lot of time making sure my device my phone is nowhere near me you know just on trains looking around yeah okay when I'm waiting for coffee I'm not looking at my phone hard to do but especially with a toddler like you Uh, have to be aware of like no put the phone away because they're going to get addicted (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and, yeah and my my moment when I realised that was that when my daughter, when she was three or something, was imitating me walking around the house on a make-believe phone. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's not good. Mine's not even two when she does that. So. Yeah, scary. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, well, so there you go. So that, that would all I would uh, round up with. Well, that was awesome advice and a really interesting perspective. Um, so thank you very much and thank you everyone for listening uh, to our in conversation with our next chat will be in a month or so time Um, and if you have any questions you'd love answered please list them in the comments below thank you